0: Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat.
1: What's up, everybody? Kyle here, your host on Hensley's Hangout. Uh, we're here recapping what's going on in our 10-person fantasy football league. I'm here with my co-host. Pat Wilson. Week five, Kyle. How's it, How you feeling? You know... We got the Ravens win. I was holding my breath
0: the entire time. I, I was kind of like waiting for the other shoe to drop, but the defense <laughs> pulled it out. You know, I have just made the piece that this is how it's going to be every week. and uh, I mean, this is how Ravens football has been traditionally for right. the entire existence of the franchise. But, you know, they did pull it out. Uh, how are you feeling on that uh, when the Bengals scored? You know,
1: I got to say, I, I kind of I felt like
0: a traitor. I started uh, Joe <laughs> Burrow.
1: I mean, obviously, I started Joe Burrow, but in a pinch, I also had to start Hayden Hurst. And when he threw that that touchdown to Hayden Hurst, it was kind of a bittersweet thing. I was like, oh, shit, if the Ravens lose this game because of this Hurst touchdown, I'm going to feel bad, but also good. It's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I was actually pretty calm and collected after they scored the touchdown. I'm like, okay, they got two minutes, three timeouts, and after Tucker just made that 59-yarder with ease, I was like, okay, they— I mean, I was I was anxious, but I thought I was pretty comfortable at the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean, at at the end, I was comfortable, but getting there was like, oh my god, is the when when is the Bengals offense really? And I think people
0: were always like during the game, like, oh, here we go again. We're we're going Mm -hmm. up on a a superior opponent, Mm -hmm. and we're dicking around with them again. Like my dad, you'll you'll laugh your ass off at this. Literally, texted me after the Bengals scored a touchdown with Hayden Hurst. He's like, it's going to be a long season, and I texted him. (laughs) I texted him back immediately. I'm like, what, because the Bengals scored? (laughs) Like, when the Ravens give up a touchdown, you're immediately ready to throw in the towel against a team that was the Super Bowl runner-up. It's like, Ravens fans, I think we've always been a little uh, spoiled with their success, so they have higher expectations. So everybody just needs to, like, chill a little bit. And Monday night,
1: we got to see what happens when the team can't pull it out. I mean, they did, honestly, exactly the same thing as the Ravens the last couple weeks. Got up to a big lead. And choked it,
0: yep. I mean, this is going to be a common theme, uh, but you just got to win these close games. Last year they weren't winning them, but hopefully they can turn some of those around. But Lamar's, other, Lamar's worth more money than Derek Carr. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think I would definitely go into battle with Lamar Jackson over Derek Carr, yeah. But in other news, uh, through the grapevine, I heard that you're in other fantasy football leagues, right. and it was the battle of the Chamberlain household. Your wife is four and one, and you are one and four, and you just lost to her. How yeah. does that make you feel that you are not the superior manager in your own household? So, superior manager, first of all, I set her lineup.
1: <laughs> and she's not here to defend herself. But, uh, yeah, my my team, my team team's going through hard times. I got Jonathan Taylor, uh, who's, you know, he's out. T. Higgins goosed me this week. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one, I got to say. But, at the end of the day, uh, you know, if anyone from this household ends up winning that league going to be feeling good about it.
0: Yep. Well, maybe we should make her commissioner, but we'll, 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 to, we'll open that up for the poll for the new season with the league. Will she be drinking Malort for you guys? Maybe. <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> anyway,
1: let's get into the week five review. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it was a pretty chalk week. Uh, pretty much who was we thought would win one coming down to of course the Monday night game yep. just like you know week four we had Tyler and Josh's matchup excuse me we had er- Dan Erdman and uh, the McCracken's lineup coming down to the Monday night this week we had Prudence Delilah and Boakland coming right down to the wire and we got the upset I think Prudence was the, uh, was yep, the underdog yep. yeah I mean Josh Jacobs coming off of two crazy games I mean uh Two thirty-plus 30 plus point performances. Yep. I want to say, um, you want to just jump right into that matchup while we're on the topic. Yeah,
0: we might as well. And that uh,
1: was, I think it was the marquee matchup for the weekend just because it was the, 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 closest matchup going into it. Um, prudence held the line, dealt Boakland, his first loss of the season. And that's huge. And I, I mean, honestly going in lo- looking forward into the bye weeks I don't think it's going to be Boakland's last loss.
0: No, anymore. I agree with you completely. We've been talking about this a uh, week in and week out, you know, um, We just said that his depth is going to be a concern at running back and wide receiver. And he even said uh, the report that came out said he had the most efficient lineup. Like, I think he scored 131 out of a possible 139. So Mm -hmm. that just shows you how little depth he has. But I mean, one thing I will say about our marquee matchups like, work every week when we do the I choose you. We are predicting like this is going to be the marquee matchup. And every week we've gotten it right. Like, these are going to be the close games. And sure enough, it didn't uh, disappoint. Uh, The one thing I will say about uh, Boakland is, you know, he's got some pretty solid wide receivers with Mike Williams uh, with Keenan Allen out and Cooper cup is a PPR machine. Mike Williams
1: is crazy, dude.
0: Yeah. He, I mean, to watching him play, is just like, wow, he
1: really, I mean, I I guess against the Browns is one thing, but he really was doing whatever he wanted out there. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's definitely in a chargers offense where they're uh, third and passing it's a passing league. So they're going to capitalize that on another note though. I want to talk about prudence because I went against him for a couple weeks now, and I got on that train, and he didn't let me down. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has to be showing uh, some optimism with the way his his older quarterbacks are playing. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, knock on wood, is staying healthy. And let's talk about CMC.
1: So Matt Rule obviously fired yesterday. Shocker. So we're hearing rumors about, is CMC going to be traded? Is DJ Moore going to be traded oh. as, as part of kind of like so tearing the do team a, down to so the So they're going to
0: be doing a Joe Dennis uh, mentality? Well, I, I
1: wonder. And honestly, like I feel like me and Prudence would both benefit enormously from those two players getting off of this team.
0: Yes. I think uh, that's something that needs to be uh, looked at. How could either of them be traded to a worse situation? D.J. Moore, there's no worst quarterback in the league right now. No, I agree. I mean, there's there's a lot of issues in Carolina. There, I mean, their their defense is atrocious. Uh, they have a lot of quarterbacks on their roster that aren't the people, and mm-hmm. they're going to be drafting pretty high. So maybe they'll be going first round quarterback. But they got a lot of contracts uh, on that roster, and they, they could probably.
1: A- I, I feel like they could get a, a first round pick for D.J. Moore.
0: Uh yes, they would. Uh, they I'm thinking
1: a, of like the Marquise Brown trade. Like. If
0: somebody, if somebody's ready to make a playoff push, like mm-hmm. you know who would I would predict DJ Moore would go to, but I don't know if they have the draft picks. Would be the Packers. Mm. They could use even a, with even with those young guys playing pretty well. Well, they don't have anybody else like with a veteran contract. Yeah. There's I don't nobody know.
1: better than Alan Lazard on that team.
0: <laughs> right, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's that's not like Alan Lazard's not even a third or a fourth on some other teams, right. and he's like yeah, their market. Yeah, I
1: mean Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are making plays, but yeah, they could use a a, a more alpha and
0: target. And Br- Prudence finally got some production out of the first overall pick, Brees Hall. Uh, yeah. Huge. I think and I, in my opinion, I'm, I mean, I've talked about it over and over on the podcast, I'm not a James Conner person. And uh, I think Brees Hall, whether you're looking to start either one, um, he should be getting a lot. Nah, just because the Jets offense is starting to click a little bit, they're pretty fun. Yeah, totally. I mean, who would have thunk it? I mean, they're not, you know, they're still the Jets, but, you know, Brees Hall, Michael Carter – there's, play, Wilson. there's plays being made out there for sure. Yeah, Michael Zach, Carter Zach, mopping up a couple of touchdowns. The racially challenged Zach Wilson out there. You know they're going to be fun. And the the Cardinals are uh, a bad pass first offense. Mm-hmm. And so James Connor, uh, I'm not really seeing the the production out of him. And he's a, he's always been like a touchdown guy. Well, and he's banged up coming out of that game too. Shocker. He's yeah. another he's
1: another uh, he's yeah. another injury guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to see who does he have in the wings here. Chase Edmonds, he's not doing jack. No, he's going to get fired soon. Antonio Brown actually looks pretty good. Antonio Gibson, excuse yes. me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mixing water over there, Kyle. Uh, well, actually, I guess we can probably, we, we, we kind of skipped right to this matchup, but we probably ought to go back to um, who's drinking this week.
0: Uh, I think you are, my man. So, <coughs> excuse me,
1: to, um, just to review... Me and Pat made a couple of picks last week who's going to win. Um, I leaned on the Syndicate and Boakland to win. Uh, Pat leaned on Prudence and Ernie to win. I lost both of those. So it's time for me to take a shot. And today we have, you know, we've been talking a lot about our favorite uh, vodkas for 16 year olds. And um, I'm talking about Rika Popov, Black Watch, Dark Eyes, Vlad. Vlad, of course. And, uh, So since I I actually kind of enjoy the the flavors of Malort, Pat was nice enough to go buy me a a hobo special. What is this? Like a 250-milliliter bottle of uh, Barton charcoal-filtered premium
0: vodka. It was $2.24. The guy... I asked him for the cheapest vodka he had, and he just oh. gave me the quick, like the quick nod with the wink, and he, he went <laughs> below the counter and grabbed that for me. <laughs> below the counter? Yeah. It wasn't even on the shelf? Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, I don't it was definitely it couldn't even be in a toddler reach.
1: It so, was so far down. Just looking here at the label, I think there might be a little bit of a, a third reich motif with this spread eagle on the front. But... Yeah,
0: I think Adam Vettery might have distilled it himself.
1: <laughs> oh, could have been. Could have it refined it himself more yes. like. Yes. So uh let's see, I'm gonna crack this Barton. Oh my God! You brought gasoline in the house. <laughs> oh
0: God! All right, I'm pouring this. And just it, to let the record show, you should, should probably drink double because I got all of my picks right. Fuck you. <laughs> so I haven't haven't had
1: anything of this caliber in quite a long time. Cheers. The smell
0: is pure rubbing alcohol. Pure rubbing alcohol. Yeah, they use they you take the uh, they take the pine tar off bats with that thing. God. <laughs> All right, down the hatch. Man, you're really digesting that. (sighs) (laughs) It like dries your mouth out. Oh, that's wicked. I can just see all the germs dying in your mouth. You don't even need to go to the dentist anymore. Just put that in there and wish it around your teeth.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that's really unpleasant. Yeah. Wow. I'll... Would you like my lord's over that? Oh, 100%. But I mean, look, we're here to be punished, right? So that, that actually bodes well. That the fact that I might want my lord's now, well, this is going to be sitting here, uh, in the background of my my zoom videos for work for the rest of the week. <laughs> uh, I'll have to do have some explain it. Well, do. while you're
0: I'll give you a little break right here, but we'll go through the week five review of uh, you know, some things that we picked up during the week. Uh, one thing I wanted to say is like. I've noticed is that our league is very top heavy right now, like between our playoff teams, which are our top six or the bottom four, there's a significant gap I think in talent um the haves if, and the have nots yes there's uh there's gonna be some major pushes from the bottom if they want to make a playoff push so looking right here, it's funny
1: you mention it the top six uh the cutoff after that in t- in terms of points scored is about a hundred points between uh the McCracken and Mundus, yeah. It's under five fifty versus over, and their 600. record
0: is only one game different. But McCracken is miles ahead in terms of talent. Yeah. Over, I mean, uh, last week it came down to two tenths of a point. So, yes. Agreed. Um, well, we had another trade. You want to go into did. that?
1: Yeah. So we actually we had we had two trades breaking over the last week. That's right. So um, I guess over the weekend we had uh, Dan Erdman's cellmate trading with Nate McGrill's birthday. Uh, Dan Erdman, who just recently lost Javante Harris for this Javante, Javante Williams. Williams Sorry, it's the Barton Springs talking Oh man, that, that uh, like really
0: <laughs> went into the bloodstream awfully <laughs> quick you got too much blood in your alcohol um,
1: Yeah, Javante Williams going down Honestly, this is a little bit of a surprising move for me uh, Najee Harris for Dalvin Cook and a third rounder So that means that Tyler paid Dalvin plus a third, correct? That's correct So, to me, a little bit of a head-scratcher. For who? For Tyler. Uh, I mean, Dalvin's older, but at the same time,
0: just with such a deep room, I don't know. How do you feel about it? So, my first thought was similar to yours. I think what I can see from Tyler's point of view was he's getting younger. A little bit more dependability in terms of staying on the field with Najee. The Steelers' offense, though, is not looking too hot, and no. I don't know when it's going to get better with this quarterback situation. And Dalvin Cook has been a little, not just inconsistent with performances, but with staying on the field. And um, I feel like
1: inconsistency has always been part of Dalvin Cook's fantasy. Yeah, like the, always part of the bag. When you he's know, on the field you get and healthy, 30, he's great. You get the thirty-five point games, but you also you get, get the, the four point one point, yeah, point yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, that's just part of the situation. And honestly, I mean, I the one upside with Najee is the potential for a connection with Pickett. Uh, you saw Pickett and Pickens really having a lot of uh, mm-hmm. chemistry on the field. I think it's possible that Nanji could could develop the same thing. Um, I mean,
0: I, I think overall it feels like a lateral move. Yep, I, I think so. I think the only reason why, like I said, Tyler made that move is to get younger. Yeah. I think it was an easy deal for Adam just because he accumulated a pick in it, and he right. doesn't. And he got an upgraded running back per se. I don't, I wouldn't, actually, I wouldn't say upgrade, but you, you know, we've, we're kind of, you know, going in circles about it. But it was a little bit of an interesting move. But Adam also pulled the trigger for another third round pick with Indeed. myself as I was looking, as we were well aware, for tight end depth. And I was able to grab Darren Waller. Uh, which who's always been a fan favorite of mine, just because I met him in Baltimore and he was really fun to talk to. But <laughs> let alone he was on crank and every other prescription drug under the planet, and uh, was suspended and cut from the Ravens. But I thought he was a great guy, and I just on the field, um, he's just been a weapon for the Raiders. Yeah, and, I mean uh,
1: he's a, he's a, at best a top three tight end.
0: Yeah, at best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which, he's, is, which is huge. So he's he's been having a little bit of a down year, which yeah. I I know is due to Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro's kind of emergence. But still solid, still relatively young at thirty. Like I could probably get another three to four years of production out yeah, of him, I think so. and he gives me a lot better depth than what I have on my team mm-hmm. behind TJ Hawkinson. So mm-hmm. now I have options too. I mean, that's got to be the
1: best backup tight end in the league.
0: Yep, I am I'm, I'm thrilled. Um, maybe there are weeks where I start both of them. We'll see, but. uh the other thing, and we'll get into it during our matchups, is uh. So actually, before we move off this, I want to. I just pulled up last year's rookie draft
1: just to see um, what kinds of players were drafted in the third round. Just kind of a couple of highlights. Mm-hmm. You know, Adam just picking up two third rounders this yep. week. Um, so,
0: Amon Ross ain't Brown. He was a third rounder. Yep. He's. I mean, he's he was. The he was on my team. He was a steal, but he's like a, he, That was like a real good reach for third round.
1: So he was a third rounder. Elijah Moore was a third rounder. Beyond that, we don't have a ton of uh, difference makers. But I mean, honestly, as far as scratch off tickets, we've got two out of ten that are huge difference makers.
0: What about uh, what about the third round this year? I think I took Brian Robinson. Who... I mean, I think it's probably just a little too early to say for most of those guys. You know, we're only five
1: games into the season. But we've got Alex Pierce. He's honestly yep. playing pretty he's well not bad. in Indianapolis. Uh, Trey McBride is like we know a tight end is going to take a little while longer to catch on under most circumstances. Romeo Dobbs, Brian Robinson. We'll see what. Yeah, develops. there's a lot
0: of potential there. I mean, yeah. but like Amon Ross St. Brown in the third round is a little bit different, yeah. just because he was a big boom guy. But like you can still get some production. And I think Adam's just looking for bodies that can fill in right now. Yeah. on Potential. I mean, he's in rebuild mode, so I mean, we're not going to like I, really. I mentioned over. this I mentioned this to say that that's a high value scratch off ticket for Adam
1: uh, you know if he can get an and Amon Ra out of those two picks um, in addition to the one that he's got yep. he's got a good a good shot yep so uh, i guess let's just get into the the rest of the matchups here let's we can start just with mine versus mundus um, i beat him pretty handily here 120 to 90 Josh Allen, he's making my life really easy. I can't lie. He's, yeah. I mean, I, 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 lo- I love having him on my team.
0: And you know who's really paying off well for you already is Saquon. He's giving you some consistent output from a running back standpoint. Sure is. I mean, it's nice to just <coughs>
1: – excuse me.
0: It's nice to only have to
1: guess on uh, one running back per week instead of two. Though I took a, ch- I took a shot on Jamal Williams uh, continuing to play really well in – uh, Swift's absence, that did not pan out.
0: Nope. I mean, well, that's always going to happen. You're always going to have those what-if games. I mean, a lot of uh, points were actually left on your bench, I noticed, with uh, Tyler Lockett, Jacoby Myers, Raheem Mostert, which, in your defense, none of those guys have really been, like, the consistent and having the output, but um, good thing it was against an underwhelming opponent, Mundus, who has definitely uh, been catching some licks these last couple weeks. I, I will say about Mostert.
1: I, I've caught a couple of uh, plays of the Dolphins game in the last couple of weeks. He's been getting more play than Chase Edmonds, which is to me a surprise. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, this is the game I needed to see in order to be like, okay, this is a guy that I can potentially play, matchup dependent.
0: Yeah, I thought they were going to have like a fifty-fifty share, but Mostert was a s- starter in yep. San Francisco, while Edmonds is more of a pass running back. I mean, but he's just been he's been hurt for the last two years,
1: um, and, and with Tyler Lockett honestly he's always been on my lineups in the past you know a big game guy and the last couple of weeks he's had one of the safest floors on my entire team I mean it I I, I think he's a must start so moving forward yep
0: I mean you're gonna have to definitely gauge the temperature and the rest of the bench but uh obviously you got to be happy with the way your team's playing you oh, yeah. going on a nice win streak Hayden Hurst was able to uh fill in for your sorry Kyle Pitts start to the season and um We'll see how your uh, tight end situation evens out with Irv Smith um, and uh, Kyle Pitts going forward. And, and you know, I I think I think Mundus
1: has some pieces here to work with, but I, I think he probably needs to start trading for the future. Just looking at, at his bench, there's not a whole lot going on. I mean, Pickens could be a could be a start
0: depending on what's going on uh, in the future. I but. think. Um, I think. That Paul needs to start thinking about starting two quarterbacks to have a solid floor now. Oh because, yeah, I mean, because he's not even breaking a hundred or getting close to breaking a hundred. I
1: mean, Garoppolo and Mariota, <laughs> excuse me, they're both safe enough, I think. Um, I, I, Garoppolo, he's only had what is this his second or third game, but um, I mean a pretty pretty safe player on a week to week basis.
0: Yeah, but. You know he's got to stop worrying about that mohawk mullet of his and start yeah. w- worrying about setting his lineup. He's on a four-game losing streak ever since he was the highest scorer in Week One. So uh, and he's got to make some solid trades. Um, but one thing I did want to ask you though that happened in the middle of the week, uh, your second-round pick Jalen Tolbert on the Cowboys been a healthy scratch for the beginning of the season, but you decided to cut him. And I was just kind of curious why the ax so soon. I'm not gonna lie, that was a uh, that was
1: a rash decision. I uh, <laughs> I thought I was gonna be able to. Pick him back up, but uh, Nate McGrill swooped in and picked him yep. up. I dropped him to pick up a, a waiver wire running back, just kind of on a prayer. And I probably should have kept Tolbert on my bench, though. I mean, time will tell. I mean, I, let's let's yeah. check in on that at the end of the season. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's definitely a long term investment, but uh, yeah, I did see surprisingly that he has been a healthy scratch. Yeah, I mean, it's they they drafted this guy and in, they they the raved about round. him in the offseason, too. He hasn't. He's he's hardly played. Yep. Well, uh, we'll see if he actually. Helps resurrect Nate McGrill's birthday.
1: Mm-hmm. Up next, let's get into uh, Donnie's running tab versus the Fighting Joe Dennis's. You weren't the highest scorer this week, but obviously put together a, a really solid effort against uh, one of the weaker teams in the league.
0: Yep, nice to feel five and zero. Only team in our league that's five and zero. Um, definitely a down week for us, but I mean when you play a pretty sorry opponent with Joe Dennis, no offense. Uh, it's nice to get the win. Uh, I have been riding the coattails of Jared Goff, Amon Ross St. Brown and Mm -hmm. TJ Hawkinson, which as we know played for the one and four lions, but they realized they were the lions this week and they scored zero points.
1: Yeah. That shit's Uh, brutal.
0: Yep. I was lucky enough to sit Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, but you know, TJ Hawkinson had a single digit performance, Jared Goff, single digit performance. Um, but, and they're on a bye this week. So maybe they can, uh, get some of Dan Campbell sauce and, uh, try to recharge the batteries a little bit, but in good news, uh, my running backs are my starting running backs are phenomenal, firing Top. on all cylinders yep. for sure. We got Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, uh, very good in different ways. Nick Chubb leading the league in rushing yards. Leonard Fournette, uh, solid PPR guy out of the backfield mm-hmm. and uh, catching touchdowns too. So uh, they were able to like keep the ship above water right now. You'd like to see uh, a
1: nice performance from ETN on the bench. He's kind of been sleepy this week. Yeah, I mean, he's year. he's a
0: long-term investment. I mean, he's still on a Jags offense, and I know it's going to be a um, a little bit of a transition period until he gets the bell cow roll. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe when the bye weeks and injuries hit, I'll have to plug him in. But for now, I'll just uh just keep him in the reserves. I'd just like to take a moment of silence for Rashad Penny. Oh, hurt again.
1: Broke his leg, requiring surgery i mean he's definitely done for the season how does he come back from that
0: um it's gonna be hard for him and this is why sean drafted kenneth walker because um Mm -hmm. they said after chris carson retired that uh somebody's gonna be new to take over as the lead guy in seattle and they always imagine rashad penny being that guy but because of injuries and inconsistent play so maybe kenneth walker is that guy uh but Joe Dennis, we'll see if he gets some uh, points going forward from him.
1: I traded uh, I traded Sean Miles Sanders for Rashad Penny straight up in the offseason, just off of the back of uh, Penny's really strong end of the year. Miles Sanders obviously didn't play that well last year, but I thought he was due for a boom. I mean, I, I would say the jury's out on Sanders, but R-
0: Rashad Penny doing Rashad Sean Penny Sean would things. have liked to benefit from the other end of that trade. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? But he... Uh, He's a little down in the dumps right now, still with a one and four record. Uh, T. Higgins also, obviously, a long term investment for him. I mean, uh, what's what's a yep. goose, what's a
1: goose egg for a, a one and four team?
0: Yep, I know uh, that's not going to do well. And uh, obviously, he's going to be fine going forward, T. Higgins. But uh, injuries really starting to mount. I was looking at his team a little bit uh, with Trey Lance, Rashad Penny, Kadarius Tony, and my question to you is, when is Jamison Williams going to play? Ooh, that's a great question. I, I honestly, I, I'm not hip to that news at all. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, he's a second round pick for uh, Sean. Needs mm-hmm. to. I mean, he definitely. would have been a
1: first round pick if he wasn't hurt.
0: Yeah, and uh, we'll see what happens with him. But uh, with the Lions have one of the top offenses in the league. You know, he could definitely benefit from some PPR points. The one thing I did want to look at though with Sean's team too is he has to be thinking quarterback next year with aging uh, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan being. Really, booty for the Colts, huge. And with uh, Trey Lance coming back from injury, I mean, there's going to be a lot of concerns there with quarterback. And as we know, your quarterback's like your safer floor for your points.
1: I don't think he's going to wait till next year. I think that pretty soon, anybody with a quarterback
0: under the age of 30 should be expecting trade offers. Yep. No, um, I actually approached him with Zach Wilson, but mm. he wasn't uh, wasn't really a fan of him. Well, so, check back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe maybe he's had a little <laughs> different. Uh, maybe he's had a different vibe now let's get into
1: uh, Nate McGreal's birthday versus Dan Erdman. First of all, happy birthday Nate. Happy birthday Nate. Um, starting off with Dan Erdman who who won this game pretty handily, uh, extremely handily.
0: And we'll definitely <laughs> we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely call Tyler later to get checking in on being not only the highest scorer but handing Adam his fifth loss of the season. So Tyler's got to be really happy with the Austin Eckler production so far. Yeah, and um, Derrick Henry huge game. Yep. And we always talk about Tyler's running backs. Um, so Eckler is definitely back. Henry getting into the swing of things. And uh, Jalen Hurts, by the way, I think he's got the record for most touchdowns for rookie quarter. Or I'm sorry, most rushing touchdowns for a really? quarterback. Yep. Huh. I mean, yeah. he's, he, averages, he's he averages like two a week. Ridiculous. I mean, yeah, he's, he's unstoppable right now. And, uh, I mean, Tyler, he's got some l- little bit of weakness at wide receiver, but that's what happens when you have, like, the best running backs. I uh, mean, starting Alan Lazard, pretty ballsy move, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. He, just, and he showed up with the points. And, he's, and he has Romeo Dobbs, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he's got a little, you know, which one's going to boom or bust this week. And, uh, you know, he also, on the receiving end of that trade with Najee Harris, who. Didn't have a really good game and hasn't really produced yet. But, I mean, they did play the Bills, and they were 14-point underdogs. and uh, But Dalvin played well for Adam. Um, I mean, with Adam, Nate McGreal, I mean, the, the team is injury decimated. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't have the
1: worst roster in the league, but the players who are out for him, it's painful. Yeah,
0: especially when his uh, starting quarterback, Kyler Murray, isn't doing it with his mm-hmm. legs. Um, but we have to roast him for letting Gabe Davis on his bench. Yeah.
1: That's tough. I mean, Pat, I I texted you as soon as he scored that first touchdown. I mean, like the third play of the game was a (laughs) 98-yard touchdown bomb.
0: The only thing I'll defend Adam on is that Leading up to this, Gabe Davis hasn't been having the production that he was, like, hyped yeah. up in the beginning. Yeah, I no. mean, he was always going to be a big and, and he guy. only and, and the thing was, he only finished with three receptions. Just two of them Crazy. just happened to be a 98-yarder and a 75-yarder. Randy Moss numbers. And, you know, it was just a little bit questionable just because, as I said, the Bills were 14-point favorites against the sorry Steelers team. And starting Josh Reynolds of the Lions mm-hmm. is not really the notoriety yet. I mean, 15 points from Josh Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but compared to the 30-something from Gabe Davis. Now, I got one question for you. Over-under, two-and-a-half wins for Nate McGrill this season. Under. Oh, I, Adam's going to be definitely hitting you up, uh, giving you some hate mail for that one. So did you watch that Cowboys game? I did because I had money with it with Josh, who actually finally made money off me on it. What the fuck happened with Cooper Rush this week? Um, played a hard defense in Los Angeles. Um, I've never seen two under two points for a fantasy quarterback who won and with no turnovers. I'm pretty sure two fumbles. Oh, but none recovered. Yeah, right. what the hell? That's yeah. a, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was watching it. I'm like, he had fumbles, but he didn't lose them, hmm. and that's why. I mean, but you, but in our fantasy league, you do lose points for fumbles, even though mm-hmm. if they're not uh, recovered. Right, right. So, I mean, Nate McGrill We'll try to not body bag him as much as possible, but. Um, mm-hmm. Our, one of our other matchups, we got Ernie McRaven, uh, the McCrackens versus the Heflin Syndicate. And the uh, most delightful surprise this season has to be Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. And I know he wasn't going to play for your team with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, but, wow, I am utterly shocked at the way Geno Smith's been playing. And for a team with Russell Wilson, definitely needed right now. Yeah, I mean, he's been actually throwing some dimes. Like, oh, I've yeah. been watching him. like He's actually dropping in some serious balls.
1: Um, Has there ever been a bridge quarterback with a better team around him? You know, like how often does someone in Geno's situation have players on the caliber of D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett?
0: Uh, not many, but I mean, the offensive line sucks. Uh, the running Actually, backs are getting hurt and not playing as well. Um, but I'm just really, you know, I'm really surprised at the way he's playing. Um and with Josh's team, with Russell Wilson not playing well and too injured, like, this Geno Smith trade, like, he actually needed to make it to keep this uh, ship afloat. And uh, also, one thing I noticed with Josh's team, you know, as we knew, Travis Kelsey had a big game last night mm-hmm. um, to really uh, take him across that line. Old, dude. He had seven catches for 25 yards, and four of those catches were touchdowns. That is absolutely the most ridiculous 33. <laughs> like, seven catches for 25 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane uh,
1: He also, you know, he got Camara back with a nice performance But the flip side, he lost Damian Harris I mean, he's got to be uh, taking that deal Yep, no, I uh, I know he definitely needs that I mean It's what, too bad about Harris, but I mean, at least Kamara's back in it Yeah,
0: we'll see with his rib injuries um, mm-hmm. I know they're a little uh, questionable when they can re-injure themselves but uh, I've actually reached out to Josh on behalf of Alvin Kamara because I would like to get rid of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire while he's young and good. Good, lu- good luck with that. Yep, I would good like good to. Good luck with that. Yep, I'm working on it. But we'll, <laughs> we're going to have to grease some palms on my end. But uh, Afflin Syndicate, um, another another loss. Uh, he's another person that's probably pushing the panic button. What do you think? Uh, I mean, he's got to be happy getting over 100 points this week. Okay, there's some silver lining for him. <laughs> I mean, Kenny Gainwell,
1: he's not, he's not getting the work this year. Um, David Montgomery had a nice day back. I mean, yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough situation. I mean, he started Teddy Bridgewater, and the guy got through like
0: half a series. Yeah, if that. And also, he had Jonathan Taylor, who didn't play on Thursday oh, night. Oh, of course. And yeah. that's you know, who's also like we might need to start talking about Jonathan Taylor having a pretty uh, subliminal sublim- subliminally bad season so far.
1: Yeah, he stinks uh, right now. Anyway, I mean, it's just that the freaking the Colts suck.
0: Yeah, and he was like the first unanimous overall pick in all fantasy leagues, and he's yep. just not doing it right now. And I think the one thing we do have to roast, have fun syndicate about is how bad his quarterback room is. Um, I mean, it was bad to start, but you know he's got Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield, Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, the uh, list uh, is endless.
1: Justin Fields is looking like the best quarterback on his uh his lineup behind yes. Derek Carr right now. He's like
0: the smartest kid with downs like in that quarterback room I mean it is bad
1: and uh, I will say though if, if James Conner misses time you know Benjamin should get some play yeah I mean
0: he's a better play than Kenneth Gameco. I hope I hope I hope Brendan's listening to the podcast we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to get him off the schneid, but you know there's definitely uh that quarterback room needs to be uh, improved upon and I mean I think that, w- wild week five man wild week five yeah it was a lot a lot of fun stuff that was going the on. the rich get richer the poor get poorer yep just gonna keep riding it honestly i
1: love what's going on with all of these trades um i, I think this kind of movement it, it just it's just, it adds a little bit of spice to this
0: is week. this is your commissioner stamp this is what you wanted with these teams. You wanted yeah. deeper benches to to encourage trading. And i think it does uh i think it does a lot for the league uh it makes people watch football more it looks at the future and what they want and if they want to win now win later mm-hmm. and uh it also helps us engage with one another in different aspects yeah no doubt
1: anyway. I, I think we're going to take a quick ad break now to hear from our friends at Moby's. This week's episode of Hensley's Hangout is sponsored by Moby's, who want you to remember their new slogan, Adjust Your Expectations. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if a town's most apathetic teenagers ran a pizza shop? If so, look no further than Moby's Pizza and Ice Cream. With a 10 mile free delivery radius, this mom and pop shop really registers with the area's demographics. Just to clarify, The one-and-a-half star rating on Yelp is an indictment of our customer service, not our food quality, especially our famous oven-and-microwave-cooked cheeseburger sub. Stop by with the family to enjoy our selection of vintage arcade games and jukebox featuring classics from the 80s and 90s. Mention promo code KELBY for a free Blue Goo flavor-blasted soft-serve cone with your order of $20 or more. That's promo code KELBY for a free blue goo flavor blasted soft serve cone with your order of $20 or more. Now back to the
0: show. So, uh, what was it like working at movies? I actually really enjoyed working at movies just for, uh, just for funny shit that I saw in that kitchen and, uh, a lot of weirdos I worked with and, uh, it was just like a Shrewsbury plug. I think any team looking
1: to rebrand
0: could do a lot worse than Mike Horn. Oh my God, what a what a name drop that is! <laughs> I wonder what uh where he's serving his parole at. <laughs> you know who we'd really like to talk to about movies? Tyler Ward. Oh yeah, we should probably call him in soon because he loved movies and he always came up with the funniest things about movies. Like hey, he'd be like, hey OJ, do you want a cheeseburger sub, swoop the floor, no heat? I'm like, what the. <laughs> what the hell does sweep the floor? No heat means. He means like, yeah, it means everything. No hots. <laughs> mm, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Of course, the one liner King Dan Ward came up with that one. Yeah, from no doubt. time in the kitchen. Well, uh, I, I guess
1: we, we were planning to call in with our, our, weekly winner, Tyler. Let's, let's give him a ring. Hello. Tyler, are you there? <laughs> Yeah, who's this? <laughs> hey, uh, you're, you're on Hensley's Hangout podcast. This is uh, Kyle Chamberlain, your commissioner, speaking.
2: Oh, what's happening, brother?
1: How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing good. How about yourself?
1: Oh, we're good. We're chilling. I just drank some of the worst vodka I've ever had in my life. You ever had Barton? God
2: bless. What you, would you decide on?
1: Well, Pat, Pat decided on the hobo special,
0: something called Barton's.
2: Mm, Barton's, wow.
0: Yeah, it was $2.24, and uh, it was on the bottom shelf, and they gave it to me. Uh, had to uh, spit some dust off of it, but uh, Kyle drank it, and he's, uh, he's powering through. But he, he yeah, has somehow. been a little wobbly since he drank it. <laughs> well,
2: hey, I mean, that'll get your whistle wet, so I get it. I get it.
0: So before we
1: get into uh, uh, the league, I, I just wanted to ask you real quick if you had anything to say about our sponsor, Moby's Pizza and Cream.
2: Pat ran, Pat ran him out of business.
0: <laughs> Dan Ward will die on that hill. That's the, the main
2: reason why they closed down. He's given out the $250 cheeseburger subs and you know you can't run a business that way
0: i guess not uh huh. had nothing to do with uh eric fielder selling weed out of the back kitchen and uh people playing uh call of duty and in the in the walk-in freezer but yeah it's definitely my fault
2: i mean it sounds like eric's bringing in more business i mean he's bringing in some serious profits while you're there giving it away
0: yep <laughs> i know you were always a big fan of the movies uh brought out all the all the, all the idiots off to visit um but oh, let's absolutely. get absolutely but but yeah, let's get into our uh, our league, and we want to say congratulations for getting your first uh, highest score this week. It's nice to see uh, Dan Urban, cellmate, actually producing 144 I've, points. Not bad.
2: I appreciate that. I appreciate that.
0: So, um, what if you,
1: you're going to be getting that twenty dollars check in the mail? Uh, where are you, where are you where are you going to spend all that sweet cash?
2: I don't know. Right now, I'm sitting in a Scissors parking lot waiting for my baked potatoes. <laughs> so, few more baked potatoes. I don't know. And if and whoever sends that, make sure it's a cashier's check. Okay, fair enough. That's I think it's coming point.
1: via Western Union. So in the Pacific okay. Northwest, I mean, that, that inflation's got to be hitting pretty hard. How many baked potatoes do you think $20 buys you from the sizzler out in Portland?
2: It's a great question. I mean, the sizzle, you probably get at least three. Maybe <laughs> with some potato skins on the side. Okay.
1: So... Uh, let's let's talk about the team how you guys playing what what's your what's your take on where uh dan urban cellmate is at this point in the season
2: yeah we're kind of you know we're just we're like in first gear just kind of limping along to be honest i don't think we're doing anything crazy the bench looks you know it, every player on the bench for the most part's a lot of wide receivers and it's a lot of like your second and third options so they get like anywhere from four to eight points mm. you know my backup running backs are decent so it's an okay bench. It's nothing crazy. I mean, if I was taking a quick peek at Pat's bench and your bench last night, here's a crazy thing: if you added up, if you just took your bench and did a second set of starters, you'd beat some other teams in the league just on your bench alone. <laughs> yeah, so.
1: I, I'm pretty. I, I got a, it, The the thing is, though, it makes it hard to pick who to play
0: each time. Yeah, it's not really a lot of disparity, and well, uh, we didn't want to really body bag too many people. But now that you brought it up, <laughs> but uh, hey, no problem. What it about? But the one person you would definitely have to be proud of is Jalen Hurts. He has to be your MVP so far. How do you feel about him?
2: Yeah, I like Jalen Hurts. It worked I mean, it worked out for me. I got him super late when we did our initial draft. Crazy. Um, yeah, I think I got him right after I picked up Jordan Love because, you know, that's a liar. <laughs> you know, that's going to be a home run, baby. You know he's going to be a home run. So everyone. <laughs> one of you know these the days.
0: Baby. Jordan Jordan one, Love yeah. is like uh, the return on investment of a savings account. I think you get like 14 mm. cents a year on mm-hmm. uh, how much that increases.
2: Yeah, you're going to be a millionaire by the time you're 50.
0: Uh, so, uh, in other news, I know we talked about your running backs all the time uh, with tremendous depth. Um, you looking to make any more trades uh, or uh, you building for the future? I know you trade away some draft picks in the offseason to uh, improve a quarterback. Um, what's what's the temperature? You like where you're going? You're trying to make some deals or are uh, you just going to ride it out?
2: Yeah, the temperature is pretty good right now. I think when it comes down to Derek Henry, you know what I mean, I think his contract might be expired at the end of the year for uh, – Dan Urman's cellmate, so we might have some takers at the end of the year looking for, you know, maybe a replacement running back, maybe some draft pick. Who's no who knows? It's all up in the air when it comes to that. Um as for quarterback, the Carson Wentz situation, I appreciate the trade path. But after uh, Ron Rivera saying the reason why the commanders suck is because quarterback Whoa, yeah, that, 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 was,
0: that was a funny uh that was a funny interview. Uh, I watched it. Not a good sign for me. Not yeah. a good sign. And he had a stone cold look on his face and they literally were like, uh <laughs> What what's the reason why you guys aren't producing? He's like quarterback, plain and simple. And when you have the same quarterbacks as a Daniel Jones and Cooper rushing your division, that's gotta hurt. That's brutal.
2: Yeah, yeah, not great for me. You know, since I traded, you know, a good bit for him, but he's doing what he needs to do for me this year. I need a third quarterback because just a live and die by Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins. Who is Kirk Cousins? I mean, you're not gonna win too many ball games, so he'll be good for this. I feel year, like
0: I feel like Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz are basically the same person. Kirk, Kirk is solid. Kirk's a solid floor, unless it's a prime time game. It, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in real football, um, as a our Pacific Northwest Ravens fan, uh, what did you think of the game on Sunday night? Uh, what do you think about the Ravens so far? I know you've kind of shed some light in the group message about Lamar, but uh, what are you feeling with the Ravens?
2: And um, the Ravens look good. I mean, I think anytime you play. Uh a divisional game right amongst either the Steelers, the Browns, or the the Bengals, you're going to have a tough game. And that's every division. you know. It doesn't right. really matter. They're always hard. But I think they look good. You know what I mean? Their defense, I think, right now is where they're struggling from DBs. But when they got rid of Wink, you know what I mean? I don't know why they got rid of their defensive coordinator. He just looks like a defensive coordinator. He's built like one. He dresses I mean, uh, like he one
0: guy, for sure. Like He's getting like, the
1: job done over on the Giants too.
2: Yeah, he just screams defense in your face, and I love that. And to get rid of him, you know what I mean, you kind of see it a little bit with the amount of points that some of these teams are scoring. No, I agree. Especially the Dolphins, like, going off. I mean, that's kind of bizarre when you don't got Wink on your sideline. But, yeah, then you take a peek at the um, New York Giants, and look at them. They're having a great year thus far, and a lot of that relies on their defense, and their defense, I don't think, has nearly as many weapons as what the Ravens do. So, shout out to Wink
1: there must be something going on over in uh new york with the strength and conditioning coach
0: yeah i saying. swear it's a conspiracy yeah,
2: yeah. 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 he's just at, it's just bulk season all year up there for those boys <laughs> yeah like
0: and the wing martindale situation i was pretty pissed off of in the off season too. i know they said that they uh they were separating their uh you know relationship due to like i guess vision of the team and um you know i was i was pretty upset to see that and uh yeah, who knows what uh, the reason is behind the defensive struggles? But I mean, I would like to say a lot of that um, has to do with coaching. I mean, uh, Mike McDonald, our new defensive coordinator from Michigan, um, and I, I will say the Ravens played pretty damn well on defense, which was yeah. a delightful surprise. Again, another injury: Marcus Williams dislocating his wrist. That's tough, dude. Yeah, it's, it's strength and conditioning. I'm just, I'm just nauseous <laughs> talking about it.
2: Obviously, the strength and conditioning coach isn't strengthening wrists over there. So <laughs> Come on. Yeah, i feel
0: exactly. like in the weight room
1: at, at high school we had like a, a 10 pound weight on a rope that you like rolled up onto a wooden dowel
0: rod is that ringing <laughs> a bell for you guys
2: oh yeah just uh, i know exactly what that is that was more for but guess what the wrists were feeling extra strong what you got done doing that, that was
0: that was pretty bigger faster stronger that was just yeah. raw dogging it
2: <laughs> yeah hey, i gotta get one BF, of those down bigger, and, uh... faster stronger school of the year High school, our senior year, school the year. Hey, we, we
0: might have been the worst athletics, but we were the strongest. By, <laughs> God damn it.
2: <laughs> oh, we were huge.
0: Well, uh, Tyler, thanks so much for calling in. Appreciate your time.
1: Anything else, no you'd, like to, uh, anything else you'd like to say uh, to the rest of the any, league? Any
0: side business, any
1: plug you want to put yeah, in? The- yeah, any, any shit you want to talk, now's your, now's your time. I'm just going to open the floor.
2: Well, I appreciate that. You know, I've always got some shit to talk. Question number one for you guys. We'll flip it around, and I'll give you the questions. When it comes to the when's like the three-hour-long marathon podcast coming out where you guys just riff for hours. Uh,
0: I don't think we have three hours of shit to talk about. We usually, uh, we usually do that on Kyle's back deck. about oh, every yeah, like, that's true. We should just have, like, a, a camera in the background and just pick yeah. up everything we talk about. Mm.
2: You should just get Meredith to hold, like, a boom mic over top of you guys. <laughs> over,
0: like, no, Theo will do it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Give him just a massive boom mic, like, prop him up in a chair, or tape it to him, and just let him let him control it. I
0: got one I got one random question for you though. Uh, who would you say is your nemesis in the league? Like who do you mm-hmm. who's your rival?
2: I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and say the, the league this year, I feel like there's a just a massive gap between the people that are at the top and there's a small yep. group who and, and I would say even Kyle, even though he's three and he's probably the best three and two team that's out there i mean he's got i'm the three only three and two RL.
1: team out there actually there's no <laughs>
2: yeah so but by, by that you are the best three and
1: yeah, two there team you out go. there
2: um and then the rest are like all one and four and then you have adam who's oh and five and i just maybe adam would be my biggest nemesis because he won the league yet last year and i don't know how he did it I See, yeah that's what
1: I, I was gonna say he he beat me in the championship last year i feel like he's my nemesis
0: yeah everybody i mean i think it's pretty well considered that um the whole league is united against Adam just for being a uh, an insensitive. Your, who, who would you say your nemesis is? Pat? Uh, I think I've made it pretty evident that I wish Paul Seitz would oh, roll yeah, over. Right. <clears throat>
2: yeah, no, but uh, that's like a big love. I
0: feel like Tyler. So, what, there, we
1: need a. What was the name of that street that ran between your house and Josh's house?
2: My house and Josh's house.
1: Yeah, right. The one like if you were to turn right at the top of that hill and go down to Josh's house.
2: Oh, Josh. That's uh, two Oakland or Josh lived in Oakland Circle. Is his where like his neighborhood is? That what well,
1: you mean? Yeah, I feel like you, this is kind of you know how we. Uh, yeah. This is the battle of Oakland Circle when yes. you guys play. Uh,
2: yeah, it definitely could be, or it could be Toad Valley. I'm a big Toad Valley. Road oh guy. yeah, that's
1: L&L Paint. Cool. They're actually sponsors of the podcast as well. Yeah.
2: Toad. Uh, uh, what's it? Rust and Kid's house.
1: Wow, that's a deep.
2: cut. <laughs> hey, I can. We can throw deep cuts out the whole time. You got Russ Kid's house, which was an all-time banger of a house. If you've never been there, Josh and I frequented there pretty often after school. What would happen was his parents lived in the bottom. It was like some wild-ass duplex. Him and his Russ, and then his brother Kid lived at the top. And it was like their own house. It was like it was disconnected from their parents' house. So you had to walk up these back stairs, and it was just absolutely. disgusting mess inside there's like snakes and birds flying around everywhere (laughs) what rats all over yeah it was wild it's like steve
0: Irwin's like lost long child's house it's a cross between steve Irwin and and, like a junkie's
2: house i mean it was it was a wild it was like a bizarro land down there but it was great you know i mean shout out to russ and kid side note when we stole that pizza costume the first place we went to to show off the goods was russ and kid's house (laughs) oh
0: there we go Well, Tyler, that was uh thank you for shedding the light on uh, those deep, dark memories of uh, fucking around in high school. And may
1: the uh, Battle of Oakland Circle live on.
2: Yeah, yeah, let it live on. You know, back and forth there. Isn't college? Isn't that where you uh, broke your your wrist? I did.
1: I did. I did over there. Pulled your hand, yeah. Marcus Williams.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, strength and condition coach. He didn't do enough of the uh, the cable curls. Yeah, That's and in was. fifth
1: in fifth grade, I hadn't been on the cable curl circuit yet.
2: Nope. You were you were rocking the the goose helmet, is what you were doing.
0: <laughs> well, Tyler. Pat, Pat doesn't know about that goose helmet. <laughs>
2: That's a best SYC best shit. Football helmet. Oh my god. Yeah, he had the greatest football helmet of all time. It was just your classic, old school, like generic football helmet that like Thurman Thomas and all like the great running backs wear. Kyle just had the goose baby. Oh, called yeah, it Goose. Just,
0: oh, what was that other uh, company? Rydell? Yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> oh terrible. It's all about air and shut. out stumped. That was uh, an Abbott special where he just... I think he was sponsored by Rideout. Uh, just terrible helmets.
1: So, I just looked forward and it looks like you and Josh are actually set to play each other again in week 13. So, you have that to look forward to.
2: Well, I look forward to that. Hopefully, we can be in person, me and him, and we can just duke it out, too. Oh, so there we, we go.
1: Up, uh, there we go. We could add that in. Uh, that might fall under the other malarkey
0: clause. Yes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're... Whatever it's Adam selling. Adam's like got a, a two
0: paychecks. He's got to pay off for the malarkey clause. Yeah, that's another story.
2: That could that could be your next thing. How you could just start fining people for the malarkey they're pulling, like a true commissioner does, just start throwing out fines. I gotta
1: I gotta fund this podcast somehow.
2: There we go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Toad Valley's not not paying the bills.
0: Nah. But uh, thanks, Tyler. We uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day, and uh, we'll definitely chop it up soon. We'll uh, we'll definitely probably. Have some kind of texting or calling conversation during our, our hot Thursday night matchup between mm. the Commanders and the Bears. Oh, fuck.
2: Absolutely. We'll always trade it back and forth. Gentlemen, was great speaking with you. Enjoy yourself. And, and you enjoy uh, your uh, baked we'll potatoes. You oh, can't wait to about to just dive into them.
1: All right. Talk soon.
2: See ya.
0: Always great to get uh, Dan Erdman's cellmate on the podcast. Definitely one of the best storytellers I've ever met in my life. He's just so animated and puts these details in with such enthusiasm.
1: Yeah, man. So I guess let's just get into our last segment. Uh, Let's get into I Choose You. Welcome back. Uh, So here on I Choose You, me and Pat are going to choose who we think the winners are going to be in week six, and whoever gets the fewest right is going to be taking a shot of Malort or this lovely Barton vodka on air next week. Uh, So getting into it, let's start first with Donnie's running tab versus the Heflin Syndicate. Who are you picking?
0: Uh, I think i got to stick with me. Uh, I've not seen anything that indicates that anybody's going to knock me off anytime soon. Heflin Syndicate uh, pretty down in the dumps right now. Um, hard to imagine upset here, but uh, the bye weeks are starting and I have to have to get through them. Uh, Derek Carr for Brendan ha- uh, is going to be on a bye. So he has to go with just Justin Fields. So that's not good.
1: That's yeah, a tough one. I- I'm going to have to take you in this one as well. Up next, Abshag in 2032 versus Prudence Delilah. Hmm. I got to keep betting on myself. I, I think I'm going to have a big week. However, uh, Rogers and Brady, they're matched up against the Jets and the Steelers, so that's a little risky. We might be in a situation where they're not playing the fourth quarter. This might quarter. be
0: the first time where we haven't gone with ourselves mm-hmm. completely, and I'm going to have to ride with prudence on this one. I think it's going to be a very close one. I think this is going to be our marquee matchup of the week, in my yep. opinion.
1: Yep, bounce-back manager of the year. Contender, Prudence Delilah.
0: He's on a four game win streak.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a tough matchup. I'm on a three game win streak. Yeah, so that'll, we'll see what develops. That'll
0: definitely be our um, like I said, our prime time matchup. So we'll, that'll probably be going down to the wire, I think.
1: Up next we got uh McCracken versus Mundus. Uh, I really wanted to bet on the upset here, but with the buys that are going on, I, I took a look through Paul's bench. I just couldn't do it. I'm but I'm betting on the McCracken.
0: That's a smart choice. I, I can't I can't ride with Mundus yet, uh, so I'm going to go with McCracken as well. Paul doesn't have Devontae Adams. Lackluster running backs. Um, I think McCracken gets to 500, and Paul drops to 1 in 5. Up next, we got Boakland versus Dan Erdman's cellmate.
1: I'm betting on the Erdmans. I just hope Tyler sits Najee against those Buccaneers. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going A.J. Dillon on my squad over Aaron Jones in this one, so I think the Erdmans beat out... Uh, Beat out Boakland.
0: Uh, I'm going to ride with Boakland. Uh, he's got some favorable matchups, uh, even though he doesn't have the depth. But uh, the one thing I will say is that Cooper Cup has a projected 27 points this week against um, Carolina, which that is an insane amount of points. I don't get these projections, and I, I think he's like solid, and he has backed it up, but that's a lot of points. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens, but I, I just doubt that that
1: many points are going to be going
0: up. No, I agree. It's going to be... Difficult. Uh, I will say while we're uh, on the Steelers and uh, Paul, uh, Paul and Andrew and uh, Casey Hood are actually going to the game this Sunday in uh, Pittsburgh against oh, nice. the Buccaneers. So uh, every, interesting. And we actually used to uh, joke that uh, when Paul and Andrew would go out to the games, they'd always go to the Ravens Steelers game out in Pittsburgh, and the Ravens will always win. And I would joke that I would start sponsoring their trips because they, <laughs> they would always bring home a Ravens win. But uh, to wrap that up, uh, I'm going to go with Oakland. Okay, fair enough. And uh, last matchup, Joe
1: Dennis versus Nate McGreal. I'm going to go with our defending undisputed world champion. Uh, I'm I'm going with Nate McGreal getting off the schneid for his first W against the weak Dennis's.
0: Yeah, this is definitely the toilet bowl. Uh, has to be won gotta by yep, somebody's got to win. Uh, I'm going to think I'm going to ride with Joe Dennis uh, just because I want to see Adam go winless. Uh, I think it would be great for the league um, to see him go winless after all the shit he's been talking uh, Joe Dennis uh, hopefully he gets some better production from T. Higgins and the rest of his squad. Um, but, well, that will definitely be uh, another marquee matchup, but uh, who can score the lowest amount of points in, the, in a game? I guess we'll see. Well, uh, just to wrap it up, any, anything you want to say before we uh, take it out? Uh, Ravens are in New York against the surprising Giants. What are your thoughts? I mean,
1: I'm riding with the Ravens, but I'm going to be watching this one with my grandpa who was a lifelong Giants fan, so it might get a little chippy.
0: Oh, everybody's gonna be throwing haymakers <laughs> and bows across the room. I think so. Yeah, I, I think like knock
1: him off his walker.
0: Yeah, I think the Ravens. Uh, I think the Ravens are playing well. Uh, they just been losing these games to to stupid ass calls and uh, just breakdowns in the secondary. But uh, I think they they squeeze it out.
1: Well, uh, I think that's gonna do it for us today. Let's uh, let's take it out.
2: took